Hello, and welcome to this special edition of the Network Collector Short Take. Today, we're joined by longtime blogger, automation enthusiast, author, speaker, and Reddit's most popular developer stereotype, Matt Oswalt. Matt is currently a product marketing manager at Juniper Networks, and he's coming on the show to talk with us about network reliability engineering. So settle in, grab a drink, and we'll be right back with today's episode. Hey, Matt, it's good to see you and welcome to the show. Thanks. Uh, and and I, I, I love that you that you threw in the uh, the Reddit fame. Uh, I, I actually just got a new batch of stickers for my new laptop. Uh, I finally refreshed my laptop hardware after five years uh, and I have a fresh batch of stickers. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the next uh, next time when I get Reddit famous so I can get my career reevaluated based on my sticker choice this round. <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest threads on Reddit I've ever seen. I'm sure it wasn't so funny being the uh, the object, but it was, uh, it was, oh, it was nice. fine. No, it, it was actually very interesting how willing people were to to pin my my skill sets to the stickers that I had on my on my lap. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so for the purpose of what you come on, you've come on to talk about NRE or network reliability engineering. So let's start at the very beginning. Uh, what is NRE and where does it come from? Yeah. So if, for those that aren't aware, the, the, the site reliability concept has been around uh, for you know about 10 years. Google, something that Google popularized. They released a book a few years back. Basically, what they're doing there is they're describing an operational model that's made them successful. So they've needed to scale to a certain point. They've, they've as a result, needed to make some really ad advanced decisions with how they run their own operations. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, basically, this all started really in the hyperscale, but 10 years is a lot of time. Um, and we've had a chance to digest some of the materials that they've published and figure out like what parts are applicable to sort of the mass market, the broader enterprise market specifically is what I, what I like to focus on. And so for, for me, like network reliability engineering is, is something that a lot of our customers at Juniper actually have, have talked about. Uh, they actually were talking to us about it. We started noticing this term being used. Um, and so our, our, you know, our, our focus now is, you know, NRE for us is really just the same principles that make the, you know, makes, make infrastructure operations teams work uh, better and, uh, and, and do things more in a modernized fashion, but with a, you know, with a focus on, on networking. So what, what makes network engineering and SRE principles work well together? For me, that's what NRE is about. All right. I mean, I have a question here. It seems like automation, orchestration, and reliability engineering all kind of get lumped in together. Sure. Do you think that's fair or do you think NRE has enough differentiation to be classified as kind of its own thing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, in fact, this is one of the things that I like best about the new term. Um, and one of the things that impressed me most when I started hearing customers talking about it, um, because so for so long, you know, the term automation is it, it, so ambiguous and there's nothing wrong with that. I think, I think inherently it has to be ambiguous because it's never just one thing. Um, but the problem with that ambiguity is, is you can very easily fall into the trap of thinking that automation is something that you just go buy. Um, it's some sort of product or box that you just, you know, you know, buy off the shelf and it just works for you. Um, and those that have had success in production with automation know that it's way much more of an operational model. It's not necessarily what you use, the tools that you use, or the technologies that you use. Um, it's all of that. And it's also the way that you use those things. It's the operational model that you wrap around them. Uh, and, and the cool thing I like about this term, network reliability engineering, is, is there's no way to spin that to say, like, this is something you can buy. Like, you don't buy engineering. Um, you do it. It's a thing that you do. Um, and so I think the cool thing about NRE is, is it's, it does two things. First off, it represents this better way of moving forward. Like reliability is why we've done automation. It, it, this has always been the case, but now we're just explicitly calling it out. Um, but in addition, it also has like the network and the engineering terms in it as well. So it's, it's an acknowledgement that existing skill sets matter. So it's not just some high, you know, high pie in the sky idea. It's look, let's center on what this is actually all about, which is an operational change for the better. 
and keep our existing skill sets moving forward and, and don't make it such a, you know, big boil the ocean kind of change. So I think those are the two main reasons this term is, is really, really good. Okay. Um, now, what are the common counter arguments? Is that uh, the push for these types of principles, when you talk about automation in general, or when you talk about NRE or SRE, as we've heard it before, um, they make sense. The ROI makes sense in a web scalar environment. You kind of alluded sure. to this before, um, but that the return value doesn't always necessarily translate down to the enterprise. I mean, do you believe this is true? I mean, I take it from your earlier statement that you don't, and, and if not, why not? Yeah. No, another great question. I, I mean, this is the thing. Automation tends to, people tend to think of automation as like, oh, I need to automate because I have a certain scale or because I have tens of thousands of switches. And so I just need to get things done more quickly. Um, but that's very rarely the point of automation, even in large shops. It's, it's, it's true in the hyperscale that they have a ton of infrastructure. And they just have to be able to churn through it quickly. And so they have to standardize things. But um, if you drill down into that, and especially if you get to some of the larger enterprise um, shops that have adopted some of these things, it's way less about doing things more quickly and it's about doing things more repeatably and more reliably. Um, you know, and, and, and I like to say this because it's totally true. Uh, you know, no one doesn't want their networks to be more reliable. No one doesn't want their network operations to be more reliable. And so regardless of what scale you operate at and what kind of like what vertical you're in, what, what even service provider versus enterprise, like it doesn't matter. The reason we do all of this stuff is because we want our infrastructure to be more reliable. That's literally the definition of infrastructure. If you don't have reliable infrastructure, you don't have anything else. And so for me, the reason I think this is this has applicability way beyond just the hyperscalers is because everyone values reliability regardless of your scale. Now, the way that manifests itself, sure, will be totally different between what Google does and what, you know, your, your typical like pharmaceutical company or insurance company will do, no doubt. Um, but I think there are some, like some six key behaviors that we've sort of sussed out in the details there. Um, and uh, I can provide a link and we'll put it in the show notes um, that highlight those six key behaviors. And we feel very strongly that those are applicable across the board. You don't have to be Google scale to realize just a few of these, you know, uh, sort of key benefits. Yeah, that's a great answer. I think it's right on. So yeah. I, you, in, in past roles, I mean, you, you're coming to us today, you're at Juniper, right? So, but yeah. in past roles, you've been independent, you've been an advocate in this space for, for quite some time. Yeah. Um, so, but now you're at Juniper and you're talking about as part of your job. Uh, so why is Juniper so interested in getting the word out about NRE? Yeah, this is a, another good question. So uh, my, my boss, Mike, likes to say, like, you shouldn't believe anything out of my mouth unless I can justify, unless I can explain to you how this is good for my employer. Um, and so I want to be very clear here. Like, everything that we talk about is, is going to benefit Juniper in some way. My, my argument is that, yeah, it's going to benefit Juniper because it actually benefits the broader industry. Let's look at where we are. We have this Venn diagram of of like awesome automation stuff that Juniper does. And then we have this other section of like all of the different benefits that somebody might realize from doing things in a more automated fashion. But if adoption is little, if, if there's no automation adoption, guess what? We both lose. The, like, all, the entire market loses out on, on the better way of doing things. They keep getting paged in the middle of the night for stupid problems that come up in the middle of the night. And we, and, and, you know, we lose stickiness as Juniper. Like any, any vendor that does automation loses stickiness because there's all these features that we invested in. And if nobody's using them, it just doesn't matter. And so like, this is one of those like key moments in, in technology history where like we as Juniper actually truly do want to invest in individuals, automation and, and generally engineering skill sets because it actually benefits both of us. Um, and because it, it creates this opportunity for everybody to get better, you know, better at automating that, that makes our portfolio look even better. Sure. Um, but of course it improves the lives uh, of, of everybody that's on the operations side, even if their skill sets are improving outside of a Juniper context for us, it doesn't matter for us, better operational models benefit everybody. 
<laughs> so you you say you don't care you don't you don't really care what vendor benefits from these new skills you you think that juniper is so strong in this area the juniper is going to benefit the most is that yeah, I, think, I, think, I think i honestly i think juniper's invested the time already i think that the the amount of r&d that they've put in we've put in is 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 done now it's a matter of getting everybody on board with this new better way of doing things and yeah i think i think everybody truly this is like a win-win situation so the better the more we invest in independent skill sets it's actually going to benefit everybody I try to avoid editorializing too much in sponsored content, but uh, I actually agree with you here hundred percent. I think Juniper has been way ahead of the game when it comes to, to automation. It's been one of those hidden things. Like I don't think a lot of engineers really have known what's there. Yeah. Uh, so I, can, I completely agree with that. Um, but you do have to recognize some level of skepticism when someone from no a vendor talking about multi-vendor environments. No uh, doubt. And to that, I would just say, I would just say, wait for the proof. It's the proof's in the pudding. We're going to prove it. We'll show you. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, I think that kind of leads into uh, into the next thing that we want to talk about. Yeah. Now, you've done some really interesting work about trying to spread this. It's not just sitting in there and talking about the value, um, yeah. but you're doing some tangible things too. Can you talk about what those things you're doing uh, inside of Juniper uh, to tangibly help people get these skills? Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of what I said, like, like you shouldn't believe anything unless I can put something on the board, unless I can put skin in the game. Like it just, it's all talk. Right. And I'm an engineer by background. And so my, my currency is, 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 is tangible, tangible things that I'm putting forward to help people. So it's great that I'm talking about improving people's skill sets, but how are we actually going to do it? Yeah. Um, so first off, like Juniper, just like every other vendor, we have a lot of educational content, um, things like certifications and, and, and whatnot. Um, one thing we, we, we wanted to do to help sort of put our, put, the money, put, our, put our money where our mouth is with respect to improving people's skill sets in a vendor agnostic way is by fostering this, this community of people who contribute ideas and, 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 uh, and educational content that has nothing to do with specific products or, um, or, or, you know, any, any specific like vendor specific thing, like there'll, there'll be, there'll be some vendor bits as sort of the nature of the networking industry, but, but the first class citizen has to be the workflow. It has to be the problem that you're solving. Um, and so we've built this, uh, this open source framework. Um, and then, uh, on top of that, we built this site called NRE labs. And really what you get with NRE labs is a fully in the browser learning experience. Um, so let's say you wanted to learn something like Python or Ansible. Um, one of the biggest challenges is that you have to figure out how to install all of that and configure it before you can even learn it, um, which is a huge catch-22, especially if you're not even familiar with like generally automation tooling in, in general. Even if you are savvy with a lot of that stuff, any new tool is just going to be a learning experience, which I think is valuable. But if you're just trying to see if you want to learn that stuff, it's, it's prohibitive. You have to at least have some way of playing with it first. And it for us, that's like what NRE Labs is. It does feel like it's overwhelming. Like when you start, yeah. like there's, there's all these unique tools that do these one little point things or that, you know, yeah. obviously Python's a bad example there, but yeah. you know, where do all these little things fit in? And like, you got to build this lab. And, and if you don't know where you're starting, it's like a lot of trial and error. So you're saying this for is sure. all set up. We just take our browser, we go there and it's there yep. for us for the taking. Yeah, that's uh, exactly right. You have yeah. to sign up. You have to do anything. Like what? No. What's the story there? So no, no, no sign up. There's no it, this. First off, it's not Juniper branded at all. Um, uh, everything, every all of the software that we created to make this possible is totally open source. And actually, in addition, the curriculum that sits behind this thing is also open source. It's all on GitHub. Um, and then the site itself, there's no email collection. There's no logging in. There's no like entitlement. There's no like calling your account manager to make sure you can access lesson 
whatever. None of that is. <laughs> um, and, and the content itself is also not just Juniper focused. Uh, you know, like I said, there, there's going to be some, some vendor specific bits It's sort of the nature of the networking industry, but we're also getting, um, I, I can't mention names cause there's no commitments yet, but there are several other vendors very interested in, in, uh, in participating here. Now, now I've seen you, you're actively pursuing that. You want it to be other vendors that participate yeah. here as well. Like, you, yeah, you well, want think of, yeah. this is, yeah. this is the whole point, right? Yeah. Like if we go forward with creating this project and say like, we want to improve people's operations. Oh, by the way, it's only Juniper. It's just, we've immediately lost credibility. Like it's, yeah just a full stop. You're okay. I, I, this doesn't apply to me. I have, I have yet to work in a shop regardless of any size that's not multi-vendor. So it's just reality. Um, and so full stop, that's what we, that's what we, that's what we want to do here. Um, but yeah, no, no email collection. Like I said, this is something that Juniper's we're sponsoring this, like we're paying the cloud bills. And so, um, we, you know, we, we have, we have that level of involvement right now, but this is just meant to start the community. Like we're putting our, our, the money where our mouth is to foster this community at first, like long-term, this is going to be uh, much more of a community thing. And, and that's why we made sure that it's not a Juniper specific thing um, out of the gate. Right. And I, I think that, you know, like you said, proofs in the pudding, it's, you know, you're not trying to collect information. There's not the only cookies involved, right. Are just tracking to make sure that you get the right session when you click on the browser and the link. Right. But they're not, yes. there's no, uh, in this day and age where everything gets tracked, right. Like this just, just seems kind of like counterintuitive yeah. um, to the typical, you know, marketing effort or whatever, but that, that's not what this is. This totally. Is, this is totally. about engineering and scaling up engineers. And that's really cool. Yep. So how can people get involved? Uh, where do they go? It, 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 both learning and contributing, because if it's open sure. source, right, you're looking for people to jump in and help as well, right? Yeah, totally. In fact, like I said, we've open sourced the whole thing, including the curriculum. So obviously, if you're learning, if you're looking to learn about automation, the best place to go is is the NRE Lab site, which is labs.networkreliability.engineering. Kind of a long domain, but that dot engineering TLD was out there, and I'm like, oh my god, I absolutely must have that. We will absolutely put a link in the show notes to that. Yes. So if if, if you want to write all that down, we'll make sure that it's there on the page. So uh, easy so to yeah, so if you're if you're looking to learn, that's that's definitely the best place for you. We're we're always adding content, um, and and we're usually trying to reach out to folks like if they're like indie developers or like people that create open source projects, we're getting them involved. So if you don't see the content you want, just stay tuned. We're getting the people involved that have like created those projects so that they can contribute it. Um, if you're looking to contribute the, so it's not just learners that we've tried to prioritize. Like I said, we've open sourced the platform behind this so that we can try to get people on board with contributing their own expertise. It's not meant to be the Juniper show. It's not meant to be the Matt show or the Derek show. It's meant to be the community coming to consensus on what automation means to us. Um, and so for that, like, if you want to contribute, all of the content is, is open source as well. Um, and if you go to the, the site that I just mentioned, there's a link in the top corner that has the little GitHub logo. Just click that and it'll take you to um, all the information you need. Well, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, just again, uh, my, my own two cents since I've been on the NRE Lab site, it is fantastic for getting started. Um, one of the things is uh, contextualized like learning paths. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that, that I think is probably a little undersold is the idea is like, okay, well, maybe you already have some foundational skills. You understand Python, you understand a couple things, yeah. but you want to learn this concept that maybe is a little bit further down the road. Yeah. Uh, you can go in there and say, I want to learn this. And it's going to ask you, Hey, well, how comfortable are you on, on a, how comfortable are you on B and kind of give you out? Well, if you're not comfortable here, maybe you should learn this first. So totally dependencies and all that. It's a totally valuable tool. Um, yeah. definitely worth checking out. What's the address again? Labs.networkreliability.engineering. Awesome. Um, and Matt, if people want to find you online, where, where can they find you? Uh, you're out yeah. there several places. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm putting a lot of effort into the site I just mentioned, but otherwise I do still blog at keepingitclassless.net whenever I can, usually about when like my Kubernetes cluster goes down and I got to fix it. Uh, I'll write about that. <laughs> um, and then on Twitter as Mirdin, M-I-E-R-D-I-N. 
Excellent. Excellent. Well, Matt, thanks so much for coming on today and telling us about all the stuff that uh, Juniper's doing. I'm very excited about the effort that's happening there yeah. uh, around all of this and, uh, and good luck to you all. Of course. Always a pleasure. Thanks. All right. See you next time.